Somebody call Christine Blasey Ford. Yep, they have Me Too problems in Washington, D.C., or at least one big one. But it's not the Senators, it's the Washington Redskins. They signed Reuben Foster. He was released by the 49ers on Monday after being charged with domestic violence for the second time over the weekend down in Tampa. And after being arrested for the third time this year, three times this year. Now, how many times have you been arrested? How many people do you know who have been arrested? Once. How many people do you know have been arrested arrested more than once? And what is it about NFL players getting arrested? Only one NFL team called the uh, Tampa police, by the way, to get the situation, uh, the details on the situation on Foster's arrest. And it wasn't the Redskins who called. So they didn't check on it, but they did sign him. And no other team put a claim in for him. So this is not real good PR for the NFL right now. Um, not, not that it ever is, but, you know, the Me Too stuff and it's Washington, D.C. Anyway, the Redskins are being ripped all over the country. Here's what the USA Today headline says. That's just This is just an example of the reaction that this is getting. And you just wonder how this goes over up there in New York at the uh, NFL offices with Roger Goodell. Here's the headline from USA Today. Redskins send vile, inexcusable message on domestic violence by signing Reuben Foster. Well, coming up after the break, we're going to talk to Jerry Brewer. He's a, a columnist at the Washington Post. He's written a column about this for the Post uh, today, and we'll get the, uh, his take and get the take on what exactly uh, is how this is playing in D.C. and why the Redskins would do this. And can you imagine the Steelers doing this, by the way? Now, Foster, uh, he's a really good player. He should have been a high number one pick. He was, I think, the 30th pick in the draft because he had issues in college. He's a linebacker. Steelers could use some help on defense, as you know, if you follow the Steelers at all. Uh, but there's no way they were going to even think about signing this guy. And you knew that. It's just not going to happen. We'll talk about what the Redskins did, how it's playing in Washington, D.C., and whether he deserves, you know, Foster, that is, whether he deserves, you know, a presumption of innocence. We'll do that when we come back after the break. Meanwhile, nothing interesting from President Trump today except for the tweet, which was actually a retweet. <laughs> it, inc- it included a picture showing lots of his opponents, including Hillary Clinton and a bunch of other people, behind bars, this picture. And the caption says, Now that the Russia collusion is a proven lie, when do the trials for treason begin? That's, that's coming from the President of the United States. The president seems to be feeling pretty confident about this whole Russia collusion thing. He has been all along saying there's nothing to it. Not that he cares, but he's going to look pretty bad if there is something to it after all this. And what would he do without Twitter? You know, it's really, it's kind of hard to remember uh, what it was like when politicians didn't have Twitter. That's changed forever. And also, the president said that a pardon for Paul Manafort was not off the table. Imagine the heads exploding down in Washington and all around the country from people reading that. That should give the cable news networks multiple segments of material tonight. You'll be seeing that all over the place. And Cindy Hyde-Smith is the next senator from Mississippi. We talked about that here yesterday and the hysteria over some of the stupid things she said. She's also the first woman senator from Mississippi, but for some reason the media don't seem to be in the mood to celebrate the fact that she broke through that glass ceiling down there. Don't hear much talk about her being the first woman. That's because the media decided a while ago that she's a racist. And some people in the media said that anybody who votes for her is a racist. Uh, and somebody, and if you vote for her, some one person on MSNBC said uh, 
that if you vote for her, you're in favor of lynching. We'll see what kind of senator she turns out to be. She did say quite a few stupid things. And you wonder, you know, since the Republicans could have won if they had nominated a mannequin, why they didn't find somebody better who might have, you know, been a better candidate. And a programming note before we go, Al Gore is hosting a 24-hour climate change TV special. It's going to include musical guests, uh, Moby and the Goo Goo Dolls. That'll be December 3rd and 4th. I think that's uh, Monday and Tuesday, which is, uh, you know, coming up here. And as my dad used to say, don't fail to miss it. When we come back, Reuben Foster was out of work for about a day and a half before getting a new job in the NFL. How is it playing in Washington, D.C.? We're going to talk to a Washington Post columnist when we come back. Stick around on the John Stagerwald Show, AM 1250, The Answer. Don't be at a disadvantage when it comes to your Medicare coverage. The 2018 Donut Hole is closing fast. Open enrollment ends December 7th, and you have some important decisions to make today. This is John Stagerwald. Medicare is confusing. Todd Marley and the experts at Marley Financial know you have questions, and they have the answers you're looking for. Before you lock in for another year, are you sure you're getting the best coverage possible? Visit MarleyFG.com and find out for yourself. Do you hold Pat for 2019? Has your Advantage plan changed terms on you? What premiums are going up next year and how much? Should you switch your Part D prescription plan or drop it all together? Don't go it alone. Let Marley Financial steer you to a comprehensive solution that lets you access any hospital or doctor you want. A plan that focuses not just on cost, but quality, with lower deductibles and co-pays that are little to none. Why get stuck paying thousands in out-of-pocket expenses? Visit MarleyFG.com today. That's MarleyFG.com. Are you about to pay double for roof replacement or repair? If you haven't called Windows or Us, you just might. Many companies are overcharging area homes and businesses nearly double. With over 50 years in home remodeling, Windows R Us is more than a window company. They're the area's premier exterior replacement company for siding, doors, gutters, downspouts, and roof replacement and repair. Factory certified by North America's largest roof manufacturer, Windows R Us will never overcharge. You'll love their no-pressure sales approach, straightforward pricing, and the fastest turnaround in the business. Right now, get zero interest for 12 months on up to $20,000. Windows R Us will match any competitor's price. No hidden fees or surprises ever. Schedule a free roof inspection today. Mention AM 1250 for an exclusive 10% off. Why pay double? Visit the area's premier exterior replacement company. Windows R Us, more than a window company. Visit windowsrspittsburgh.com. The Original Mattress Factory's mission is simple. We hand-build quality mattresses in our local factories. We sell those mattresses directly to our customers so we can eliminate the middleman, saving you hundreds of dollars compared to mainstream brands. While the other guys have their gimmicks, the Original Mattress Factory has a straightforward approach and is committed to quality and doing what's best for our customers. It's what we've done for almost 30 years. Go to OriginalMattress.com to see the OMF difference for yourself. Great beds, no bull. That is the original Mattress Factory difference. Quality products plus factory direct prices equals great value. Mattresses that are designed with better materials. Mattresses that are hand-built in local factories. Mattresses that cost hundreds less than the mainstream mattress brands. Now I know what you're thinking. This all sounds too good to be true, right? Well, it isn't. Stop by one of our factory locations or visit us at OriginalMattress.com to see the OMF difference for yourself. The original Mattress Factory. Thoughtfully made, honestly priced. 
Come Dasher, Dancer, you too, Prancer and Vixen. The answer is giving away Christmas. And we're off to Pittsburgh with a pre-holiday special delivery for all their fans. Every day, December 3rd to 18th, good little boys and girls can enter their fan club Christmas giveaway at TheAnswerPGH.com for a chance at great prizes like these $100 gift cards to major retailers and more. Visit TheAnswerPGH.com slash contest to enter. Over two-thirds of Christian young people will step away from their faith while attending a non-Christian college or university. But AM 1250 The Answer and Salem Media Pittsburgh have a solution. Salem Media Pittsburgh has partnered with Judson University, a private Christian college, in offering a limited number of special grants designed to decrease the cost of tuition by over half. These tuition grants are available now. Call our tuition solution specialist at 412-503-4769 to reserve yours. This is the John Stackerwald Show on AM 1250 and FM 92.5. The Answer. Well, Reuben Foster was not at work long. The 49ers released him on Monday and the Redskins signed him up. Foster's a really good player, but he's been charged with domestic violence for the second time, at least. And the NFL has, or is supposed to have, a major issue with players who do that. So how is this playing in Washington right now? Well, Jerry Brewer is a columnist for the Washington Post. He joins us now. Jerry, thanks for being here. Ah, no problem. So look, the, the headline of your uh, the piece, I believe, reads, uh, By claiming Reuben Foster, the Redskins show their... Uh, numb, indifferent, and reckless. You know, all three of those things are pretty bad. How is this playing in D.C., media-wise and uh, and whatever feel you can get fan-wise? Uh, not well. I mean, I think, uh, you know, that's another layer to this. This is the last uh, city where you want to do this. And um, the Redskins, obviously, during the Daniel Snyder era, have had just a penchant for controversy. Mm-hmm. And um, it hasn't gone over well, uh, mostly because, let's face it, they don't have the wins to, to uh, give them any leeway in any situation such as this. So uh, they've been getting roasted by the media, obviously. Um, this move has been highly scrutinized and, and second-guessed. Uh, there's still a base of fans that, that are going to be with the team regardless. Uh, but I've heard from a lot more fans who are just disgusted. Uh, they just they, they get tired of having their team associated with things that are are vile, in my opinion. Now, uh, give me some examples of uh, of the other major issues in Washington uh, similar to this that, that that you're referring to. Well, I mean, you know, how far back do you want to go? I mean, uh, it's just <laughs> been a couple of years since they uh, uh, fired a general manager and exposed uh, all of his alcoholic sins. Mm-hmm. Um, let's not forget, you know, we're just, uh, we're less than two weeks from a story coming out in which Adrian Peterson admitted that he still hits oh, his yeah. kid. Yep. Yep. Um, uh, there's, there's just a numerous things, you know, you talk about, uh, anytime anyone of prominence leaves this organization, um, they find a way to bad mouth them, um, on the, on their way out the door. Uh, there's just numerous things, um, with this team. Uh, you know, trying to um, sue employees and, and, and trying to do every little thing to make sure that when they release someone, it's technically legally within, within cause so they don't have to pay them money mm-hmm. or most organizations will just cut ties. Uh, let's not forget, uh, it wasn't that long ago this summer when the New York Times had, had their uh, 
series about cheerleading in the NFL, and there was very serious allegations about uh, what what the organization was doing as far as uh, trips with cheerleaders to exotic places and having them dressed scantily. I mean, that led to uh, one of their marketing executives uh, resigning from the organization under pressure. So it's just an endless thing. It's again, it's again, it's again, and it's the organization seems to undermine uh, some positive strides that the football team has made. I mean, it's not like they're one of the top five teams in the NFL, but for the Skins, I think they've made some good steps in the right direction, and we'll see if they can finish off these last five games in the right way. But instead of talking about a playoff push, we're having to talk about this now. Yeah, and, and you know, here in Pittsburgh, um, the Rooney family is uh, pretty much Teflon, and I think, as you mentioned, the Redskins haven't won enough to reach that status yet. Uh, fans tend to be, I'm, I'm guessing that you uh, agree with this, the, the fans tend to be a lot more tolerant of a player who helps you win a Super Bowl or, you know, wins a couple, goes to the Pro Bowl a few times, um, uh, you know, uh, and and what would, it, would, would winning, and what kind of a town is it, though? I mean, how much would winning cover some of this stuff up? I mean, winning covers up a lot. I mean, like, you know, I mean, I, th- I don't think anyone has any kind of um, illusions of what business you're in. I mean, you're in mm-hmm. the business of sports, and, right. and you do tolerate a lot for winners. Um, you tolerate a lot for, for organizations that just have equity. You know, if you want to compare it to the Pittsburgh Steelers under the Rooney family, I mean, you're talking about stable ownership. Mm-hmm. Um, you're talking about uh, a family that has been in the, at the forefront of um, significant movements in the NFL, including um, trying to get African American coaches hired. Rooney Roll, yeah. Um, I mean, I mean, you're talking about um, an organization that clearly stands for something, and if they are going to take a risk on a player, uh, their explanation for it resonates more than just. Oh, this guy got cut, uh, got waived. We're trying to skip line here to get a talent, um, but we don't condone domestic violence. You know, I mean, it, it just um, an organization like Pittsburgh, an organization like New England, um, and some of the other finer organizations in this league. There's no way in the world they would have touched this. And if they had wanted to take a chance like this, they surely would have at least called the Tampa police. And um, there are reports that only one franchise called Tampa police to investigate, and that was the Philadelphia Eagles. So uh, not doing your due diligence and taking this risk um, and explaining it to the public in a very silly elementary way is just not the way to get people on your side. Uh, and, And let's not forget, you know, the message that it sends um, to women or to any just compassionate human being. Um, these are serious allegations. Yes, he's innocent until proven guilty, but innocent until proven guilty is a legal standard for mm-hmm. prosecution. Mm-hmm. It is not justification for you to try to get ahead in your team-building strategy. And that's the real problem that you, we have here is that uh, they, they clearly they clearly made this decision to try to get their hands on the kind of talent that they would likely have to use a first-round pick to draft. Yeah, this guy's a really good player. And I, my, that was going to be my next question about you know whether there is any presumption of innocence required here by 
by the NFL or the media. And as you pointed out, it's definitely required by the courts and by the law. But it's it isn't necessarily required for me or you or the NFL. I think it's a different standard, John. Right? Yeah. I mean, um, these franchises make a lot of money off saying we are a civic asset. Mm-hmm. We are, you know, we are the Pittsburgh Steelers. We're going to represent Pittsburgh in the right way. We are the Washington Redskins. We're going to represent Washington D.C., the nation's capital in the right way. Please give me a couple um, hundred million it, for my stadium. <laughs> yes, exactly. They yeah. make a lot of money off of that. Yeah. And in that case, no one is saying that because Reuben Foster was arrested that he doesn't deserve a place in the NFL. I think what you're saying, it makes sense that he shouldn't be allowed to represent our organization until we get to the bottom of this. That's good. But point, ultimately, yeah. he's someone who should stay... No one should have claimed him on waivers and pending investigation, pending, you know, what, 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 whatever the league and the commissioner decides to do. Once it's all settled, then we can reevaluate your status to say whether you belong in the NFL. And once again, I mean, it, it, this job, it, it's not a right of his to have that job. It's a privilege. And, um, it's not just a single arrest. It's this guy's history. Mm-hmm. Talking about three arrests in the past year. We're talking about someone who went to the NFL Combine, which is the most important job interview of his life, failed a drug test, got into it with a hospital employee when you're supposed to be on your best behavior. So you're not just saying, I don't want to touch this guy because a woman made an allegation. You're saying, I don't want to touch this guy because trouble always seems to follow him. Let's see if he can get through his legal troubles first and let's see if the guy has shown any kind of remorse or any kind of rehabilitation and then we will decide whether to sign him but instead the skin said hey let's just take this chance maybe he can maybe he can maneuver his way out of these legal woes and we got ourselves a starting inside linebacker what uh, and all everything you said there is a testament to what a great player he must be or must have been in college because after everything you said there about what he did at the combine, uh, his he had a reputation in college that that probably caused him to be drafted. I think it was thirtieth instead of maybe in the top ten, um, and still somebody not only drafted him but somebody gave him a ton of money guaranteed uh, as a signing bonus when they you know and that would have been the forty ers um, and it happens all over the league where these guys uh, come in with reputations and then or they gain a reputation once they get in the league of being troublemakers. And somebody is still willing to, um, well, the Redskins in this case, but somebody are, is always willing to write out a check for not just for a couple of bucks, but for millions of dollars, tens of millions in some cases. Yeah, you're right. And I think that it's a league wide issue on a lot of levels. Um because they're in the business of winning. I mean, that's why uh, Joe Mixon uh, winds up getting drafted when he probably shouldn't have been drafted mm-hmm. um, in the second round by the Cincinnati Bengals. He's a t- tremendous talent. Um, Should have yeah, been I mean, a first-round pick. goes on yeah. and on. I think you can probably go, I'm guessing, 25 out of the 32 teams have someone who, who, who has some serious allegation um, or arrest or even, you know, um, uh, prosecution 
Mm -hmm. uh, but they still decided to sign him. Why? Because they're in the business of trying to get ahead. And as we know, in, in the NFL, every little thing matters, right? right. Every, uh, every little detail, because we're talking about uh, a league in which all 16 games on Sunday and Monday and Thursday are going to come down to probably four or five plays, you know, unless you're playing the Rams or the Chiefs. Mm hmm we're talking to Jerry Brewer. He's a columnist for the Washington Post. Uh, he wrote a column about uh, Reuben Foster being signed by the Redskins. One other little issue here, uh, or, or I guess a uh, little feature of this story, is that the woman who is alleging that he uh, assaulted her most recently and for what he was suspended, she also accused him of that uh, a while back and then recanted and said she only did it for the money. But it's the, it's, it's the same woman, isn't it? Accusing him this time, that accused and then yes, recanted. Yes, it, it, it is the same woman, and obviously well, what it's does complicated. That say? Um, yeah, you look at the you look at the police report, and and um, there are some some physical signs um, and, and things that that uh, you know led them to arrest him. And we'll see. I mean, honestly, we'll see. But again, my thing isn't. It's not like this is this happened to Saquon Barkley, for instance. Mm -hmm. Someone who has a very clean track record, has had a great rookie year, and it, this just comes out of the blue. Right. I mean, this is someone who uh, the 49ers gave him a second and a third chance, and they said three arrests in a year is enough. Um, you you have violated our trust, and that's why we're waiving you. Um, and so uh, the Redskins, why? Because they have four or five of his teammates from Alabama, and they vouched for him. They said... We're just going to get right in line, and we're going to get in bed with this controversy with this guy before actually knowing what he's really all about. And um, you know, maybe you can you can consider that a shrewd business move, um, but I consider it one that just doesn't have a lot of integrity to it. Um, and you can't you can't play it both ways, you know. On this, you can't say we don't condone domestic violence. But then uh, claim someone who had a serious allegation of domestic violence only 72 hours earlier, plus a laundry list of issues. I mean, we're talking about marijuana possession. We're talking about a weapons charge in addition to, you know, this bizarre history that he has with this woman. So um, it's not just that. I mean, again, if it was just a player who, who had been squeaky clean, no arrest history, and it was just this. Um, and an organization just decided, I don't want to touch it, but the skin said, we will. Uh, I think that's more justified than this case. I mean, th this is telling you, and, and I do believe that people can be reformed, but it doesn't mean that you get to keep the same lifestyle, the same life status that you had. Uh, everything is telling you, you don't need to touch this guy. Um, but they decided to take a chance anyway because they think they can, they think he can get off, and they think that allows them to get ahead in the arms race in the NFL. Hey Jerry, I'm I'm out of time. I really appreciate you doing this, and um, I'll be watching the story to see how it develops and see if this guy gets on the field for the Redskins. Thanks a lot. All right, anytime. Okay, and that's Jerry Brewer of the Washington Post. When we come back, we're going to take a different uh, take here on something much more serious. The idea of an active shooter and what to do about it, that's fresh in everybody's mind after what happened in Squirrel Hill. We'll talk to an expert and talk about a safety and security conference that's scheduled for tomorrow. Stick around.
With SRN News, I'm Keith Peters in Washington. Stocks surged on Wall Street, powering a 617-point gain in the Dow Jones Industrial Average after the head of the Federal Reserve hinted at slower interest rate increases. Federal Reserve Board Chair Jerome Powell says the economy is better able to withstand shocks than it was 10 years ago. In my view, uh, the most important feature of the stability landscape is the strength of the financial system. The risks of destabilizing runs are far lower than in the past. The institutions at the, at the heart of the financial system are more resilient. Powell's statements relieved investors who were concerned that rising interest rates would drag down the U.S. economy and possibly bring an end to the nine-year-old bull market. On Wall Street, the Dow again up by 617 points to close at 25,366. The Nasdaq rose 209, the S&P advanced 61, oil down to $50.29 a barrel. This is SRN News. Are you a timeshare owner that would like to get out of your timeshare the right way? Hi, I'm Karen, owner of Lone Star Transfer. Getting out of your timeshare is probably at the top of your to-do list for 2018. Now is the time to make the call to simplify your life. We have an excellent track record and an A-plus rating with the Better Business Bureau. So if you want to get rid of those high-maintenance fees and annual bills for vacations you never take, call 844-284-4863 or visit us online at LoneStarTransfer.com. That's eight. 844-284-4863. For over a decade, we have been working in timeshare owner advocacy to help those stuck in timeshares. Let us help you with a legal and ethical solution. Call us today for a private, no obligation consultation. We will give you a solution that will get you out of your timeshare once and for all. Call 844-284-4863 or LoneStarTransfer.com. Satisfaction guaranteed. Larry Elder says there are rights and there are privileges. A judge has sided with CNN. I don't see how you have a right to be there. I don't see how you have a right to ask two, three, four, five follow-up questions. I don't see you have a right to be rude. I really don't. And, and President Trump said, uh, as you heard him say, I can just walk away. Can everybody show up who wants to show up? What if Field and Stream wants to show up? Do they get to show up? Are you kidding me? The Larry Elder Show. Weeknights at 7, right before Joe Walsh at 9 on AM 1250. The Answer. With the holidays just around the corner, it's time for a sale here at Calusi Chevrolet. Hi, this is Tun Chilkin. On behalf of my friends at Calusi Chevrolet, this month, current GM lessees can save over $12,300 on select 2018 Silverado All-Star pickups in stock when financed through GM Financial. You can buy with confidence at Calusi Chevrolet. They've been serving Pittsburgh since 1918. Plus, they're easy to find online at Calusi.com. Chevrolet, find new roads. Hurt in an accident? I can't help you. But if you've invented a new product, improved an existing device, or need help registering a trademark, call me, Attorney Gary Topoloski, at 877-5-PATENT. I've been helping clients protect their ideas for nearly 35 years. Email me at patentlawyerpittsburgh.com. Ask about my discounts for veterans and seniors. 877-572-8368. Now's the time to pursue your dreams, but let's protect them first. This is Dr. Sebastian Gorka. President Obama's eight years of leading from behind left the world in flames. From Russia's invasion of Ukraine to North Korea's missile tests and a growing ISIS caliphate. Under President Trump, American leadership is being restored. But that does not mean our enemies have disappeared. That's why I wrote my new book, Why We Fight, defeating America's enemies with no apologies. As a former deputy assistant to President Trump for strategy, I explained the threats posed by enemies like Russia, China, and the global jihadi movement. We must know our enemies and have the will to defeat them. In my book, Why We Fight... 
we take off the political correctness blinders of the Obama years and learn how we can vanquish our enemies without mortal combat. Sebastian Gorka's new book, Why We Fight, Defeating America's Enemies with No Apologies, is available now from Amazon and Barnes & Noble. Stuck in traffic? We've got the answer. Good afternoon. It's jammed on the Parkway West on 376 inbound between 121 and the Fort Pitt Tunnel. Now found in the Parkway Center Drive in Carnegie. 376 southbound the Parkway East is jammed. The Boulevard of the Allies in Edgewood Swissvale and inbound between Edgewood Swissvale and the Scroll Hill Tunnel. Westbound delays 2nd Avenue to 279. Also in 65, that's jammed outbound between Eckerd Street and the McKees Rocks Bridge. I'm Ann Evans, and that's a look at your traffic. AM 1250, the answer. Weather. A couple of flurries for this evening, otherwise mostly cloudy tonight, brisk and cold with a low of 22. Mostly cloudy tomorrow, cold but not as harsh, high 35. Tomorrow night, a bit of rain will be mixed with some snow or sleet early, leaving little to no accumulation, but watch for slick spots. Low around 32, not as cold Friday with a bit of rain, high 44 degrees. I'm meteorologist Danielle Niddle on AM 1250, The Answer. This is the John Steigerwald Show on AM 1250, The Answer. Well, the shooting at the Tree of Life Synagogue in Squirrel Hill is a few weeks behind us now, but it'll never be forgotten, of course, and it's still fresh in the minds of anybody associated with a a church or a synagogue or even a place of business, a school, because of the issue it raises about safety and how to deal with a similar situation if you're confronted with one. Tomorrow, there's a safety and security conference. Starts at 8 in the morning at Christ Church Grove Farm in Sewickley. Uh, there are still a few tickets left. You can register at 1250theanswer.com if you want to go. That's at 1250theanswer.com. It'll include lots of people who know how to deal with these situations, including FBI agents, former cops, and the Allegheny District Attorney, uh, Stephen Zappala, will be there. It'll also include security and self-defense experts like John Sikoyan of Command Excellence, who joins us now. Thanks for being here, John. Thank you, John. So we've had you on before, but uh, just uh, for people who have not uh, heard of your organization, what is Command Excellence and what are you doing there? Uh, Command Excellence is a crisis safety consulting firm. Uh, We train corporations, schools, houses of worship, uh, factories, retail establishments, and how to protect themselves, how to prevent an incident, how to respond if uh, something does happen at their facility and how to recover. And what was your reaction when you saw the details of the Squirrel Hill shooting and as that was unfolding in the, you know, as it was happening and in the days after? What goes through uh, the mind of somebody like you who is, you know, that's your that's your area of expertise and how to prevent stuff like that from happening? You know, it's a tragic event, and uh, my sympathy to those families and people that were victimized uh, in that incident but it just goes to show that we have to be situationally aware of our environment, no matter where we are, uh, for shopping, at the bank, uh, even in our houses of worship. And what do you expect to accomplish at the, um, at the conference tomorrow, the Safety and Security Conference? Uh, we're going to discuss a multitude of topics. Uh, some of them are going to include uh, risk threat vulnerability assessments on how to harden the target. Uh, with some of the observable behaviors of people with violent intentions, uh, how to develop uh, security teams uh, inside and also outside of the church facility, incorporating ushers, greeters, and uh, whether they're uniformed or non-uniformed security individuals, 
uh, what some of the legal liabilities are of using force in uh, in an instance where violence is pre uh, presented uh, to the congregants. Uh, also, some behavioral threat identification, how to assess uh, people coming into the church or establishment, whether it be a school or a uh, house of worship, and some emergency operational guidelines, uh, how to pre prevent and prepare uh, for these incidents to minimize the casualties. Have you seen an uptick in business uh, since the uh, the shooting at, in Squirrel Hill? You know, unfortunately, yes. Well, so the who's who's been contacting you? I mean, what what types oh, they, of organizations? Uh, many schools, uh, colleges, universities, uh, retail establishments, uh, museums, uh, any public venue uh, that has you know that's open to the public that uh, some evil could walk in at any moment. Now, tell me. Uh, so, if I uh, let's just say I'm a, um, I I'm a principal or or of a of a private school because i don't know how it would work with a public school you'd have to go through the, the you know it's a government issue but if if i'm if i'm the principal of a private school a high school uh what's what and i call you what's the first thing you do uh, the first thing i'm going to do is sit down with the decision makers and explain the process of developing a risk vulnerability assessment to harden the target uh, at that uh, facility, how to establish emergency operational guidelines should not just active shooter, but uh, any mass casualty incident. It could be a weather-related incident, a natural disaster, hazardous materials. I know because of the recent active shooter incidents, that's what many people want to prepare for, but they also need to prepare for other potential mass casualties, including natural disasters, hazardous materials, suspicious packages, improvised explosive devices, how to help them develop a comprehensive safety plan for the facility, uh, incorporate their administration and training, uh, train their faculty or employees, uh, also perform live drills. Uh, it's just like when you're driving a car, you just can't read the manual and uh, know how to drive a vehicle, especially with a stick shift, uh, but you have to actually get behind the wheel and practice because they're going to be placed in a stressful event, probably the most stressful event in their lives. Uh, and the tendency is to run, hide, fight, or freeze. And the freeze is what they cannot do. So the training, uh, what the goal of the training is to incorporate a mental map and a conditioned response that they're able to respond either to fight, to flee, uh, to barricade themselves in, but they just cannot freeze. If they do, they'll be dead. Uh, we're talking to John Sequoyan of Command Excellence. He's going to be part of the Safety and Security Conference tomorrow at uh, Christ Church at Grove Farm in Sewickley. And uh, there still are some tickets available. If you'd like to register for a ticket, go to uh, am1250theanswer.com. That's where you can get some tickets. But uh, there, there are only a few left if you want to go. Um, so do you expect – I guess what I, the, the question I would have – I'm trying to imagine when you go into a situation like you just described where it's a school or any kind of a, an organization that thinks that they need your services, what's the hardest thing for you to convince people that they need to do to be more prepared? What do you, what, what's, the, what's the thing that they seem to be most reluctant to accept? Uh, many people think it will not happen at this facility, uh, but the likelihood of an active shooter as remote as it may be, 
that there may be some other uh, medical emergency uh, or uh, another casualty incident that they need to be prepared for. Uh, and to have a multi-hazard approach in learning how to lock down, lock out danger, how to shelter in place, how to perform a controlled evacuation, even under a fire. If there's a fire, I know where the safe exits and entrances are. And then the potential for reunification of employees, students, uh, how you're going to reunify your employees and students uh, with their families. We hear all the time, John, about um, these incidents happening in gun-free zones. And most people assume that a church or a synagogue is a gun-free zone, and that and schools, obviously. And that's where so many of these shootings take place. Uh, you know, you see uh, on people will, will uh, have their house wired for security, and they'll put a sign out in the yard, you know, that says protected by such and such security. I don't know if that works as a deterrent for burglars. burglars but um, what about if, 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 if I've employed command excellence – do I show that at the door when people come to the synagogue? Do they do they see a guard standing there that's and know that he's armed, or you know how does it work as a deterrent unless you actually you know put up a sign or have a, an armed guard standing there at the door? Right, because this is America; it's a free country. Every church, store, business owner has a right to choose what level of security measures uh, they think is appropriate for their business, school, or house of worship. Uh, so I would more or less give them options and let them choose what's best in their particular situation. Uh, I'm always in favor of hardening the target, making it more difficult uh, for an intruder to get in, uh, improve their enhanced security, uh, ballistic glass or ballistic film over the glass, uh, having entrances more secure and limiting access so that you could at least visibly get eyes on people that walk into a facility to try to minimize any casualties. I mean, do you get to the point where you put a sign up that says armed guards on duty? So just, oh, that would be up to the facility. But, I mean, would that be a good idea? Would that would that serve as a deterrent? Does, I mean, nobody knows what this uh, crazed person was uh, thinking when he went out to the Tree of Life synagogue. But, you know, does a guy like that come up thinking he's in a gun-free zone and he sees a sign that says, we have armed guards here? Does he turn around is that, or does he say, well, this, this will be even more fun because I'm going to get in a shootout with somebody? No, they're not looking to get in a shootout. Uh, these people are basically cowards. That's why they pick gun-free zones. That's why I'm they're asking only, about, you know, putting a sign up uh, because that would scare them off. Yeah, their only fear is failure that once confronted, even with minimal force, uh, 40% commit suicide, 46% applied force is necessary to stop the threat, and only 1% try to escape. So uh, you're dealing with a coward in the first place. They're going to pick the easiest target, uh, and even the minimal amount of force, 40% are going to commit suicide. Wow. So um, it, the best thing, I guess, if it's me, if I've got a, a, a business that I want to protect or a school or whatever it is, I want to get the word out that I'm not putting up with this. And I've got uh, if you come here and thinking you're going to shoot people, you're going to get shot first, or at least you're going to get shot in the process. I leave that to the choice of the business owner, a school or congregation of what type of advertising or notification they want to put in front of their building. 
So what? Uh, so give me an example of maybe somebody. Uh, you don't have to name the, the the organization, but what kind of a sign or what kind of an indication that there are armed guards there? What, give me an example of what you might put in front of a place to let people know. Uh, it would have to be determined on exactly what type of security they have mm-hmm. and what type of notice they want to put out there in a public place yeah. to let uh, visitors or potential intruders, uh, you know, give them ample notice. Now, I got here's something for you. This is this is a true story, and we're talking to John Sequoyan of Command Excellence. He'll be part of the Safety and Security Conference tomorrow, Christ Church at Grove Farm in Sewickley. Um, Oakland University in Michigan, have you heard about this, John, a story today that I'm about to tell you? Uh, no, I was with a client all day today. I've not seen the news. Well, okay, hockey pucks. For everybody, the faculty and the students are given hockey pucks. I don't know if it's the this is a college now, university in Michigan, hockey uh, or uh, Oakland University. Uh, people are they're they're handing out hockey pucks to the faculty and to the students, and that's what they're supposed to use if there's uh, any kind of a well, I guess a you know a, a, a an active shooter comes in, they're going to throw hockey pucks at them. Now they're serious. So what does this say about people's willingness to take this stuff seriously? I think everybody in America knows that this violence uh, has been an epidemic in our country, and I promote the use of any improvised weapon uh, to protect yourself uh, in the case. I believe in being situationally aware to observe potential threat, orient yourself to position of advantage, be decisive to take immediate action. Uh, bullets travel in straight lines. You want people to move laterally off the line of force, pick up any improvised weapon they may have available at their disposal uh, to try to eliminate any life-threatening force that may come at them or their families. So a hockey puck's better than nothing. It's better than nothing. Now, um, there, was a, there was a case of um, a young guy, I think it was in Tennessee, there was a, sh- a shooter came in, and this guy saved a lot of people by rushing the shooter. And I think the, I think the shooter took off. And this guy took a bullet in the process, but he survived. Um, how often is it a, a case of people freezing and not someone not taking it upon themselves to just rush the guy? Well, uh, just some case examples. Uh, in Seattle, Washington, a substitute teacher reached out and put her hand on the shoulder of the shooter in a cafeteria and he immediately put the gun to his head and committed suicide with the slightest resistance. Wow. In in Chardon, Ohio, uh, the school monitor in the cafeteria yelled and ran towards. Now, I do not promote running straight towards an individual, running laterally, uh, because the line of force of a bullet is in a straight line, uh, and if they are going to exercise any force or resistance, and in that case, the shooter... uh, left the school cafeteria within 22 seconds of firing the first shot. He was out of the building because there was some type of force or yelling uh, that was applied back towards them. Again, these folks are basically cowards. Their only fear is failure. Wow. Hey, John, I'm out of time. Uh, I, I hope the uh, their safety and security conference is a success tomorrow. Thanks for being on the air with us. 
Thank you, John. Okay, that's John Sequoyan, uh, Command Excellence. He'll be there tomorrow. Safety and Security Conference. And um, still, as I said, some tickets left. Uh, you have to hurry if you want to go. Go to am1250theanswer.com and register for tickets. We'll be back right after this. Are you about to pay double for roof replacement or repair? If you haven't called Windows or Us, you just might. Many companies are overcharging area homes and businesses nearly double. With over 50 years in home remodeling, Windows R Us is more than a window company. They're the area's premier exterior replacement company for siding, doors, gutters, downspouts, and roof replacement and repair. Factory certified by North America's largest roof manufacturer, Windows R Us will never overcharge. You'll love their no-pressure sales approach, straightforward pricing, and the fastest turnaround in the business. Right now, get zero interest for 12 months on up to $20,000. Windows R Us will match any competitor's price. No hidden fees or surprises ever. Schedule a free roof inspection today. Mention AM 1250 for an exclusive 10% off. Why pay double? Visit the area's premier exterior replacement company. Windows R Us, more than a window company. Visit windowsruspittsburgh.com. The average person considers estate planning just for the wealthy. Attorney Michelle Conti, host of Conti's Law on estate planning for the everyday person. There's a lot that goes into it. People take more time picking out what car they're going to buy, where they're going to go to dinner, as opposed to what happens to my children. The state will dictate who gets what if you don't indicate who is to receive your stuff upon your passing. We want to make sure we plan appropriately so that they get the best of both worlds. They continue to receive the benefit and they get the inheritance. The other thing you have to think about is tax planning. We try to be proactive in the approach that we minimize any type of tax consequence when somebody dies, depending on the value of the estate. These taxes range anywhere from 45 to 40%. So we try to make sure that the beneficiary will receive as much as they legally are able to. Hear more on Conti's Law, Sunday morning at 8.30, here on The Answer. For immediate help, visit ContiLawPGH.com. Don't be at a disadvantage when it comes to your Medicare coverage. The 2018 Donut Hole is closing fast. Open enrollment ends December 7th, and you have some important decisions to make today. This is John Stagerwald. Medicare is confusing. Todd Marley and the experts at Marley Financial know you have questions, and they have the answers you're looking for. Before you lock in for another year, are you sure you're getting the best coverage possible? Visit MarleyFG.com and find out for yourself. Do you hold Pat for 2019? Has your Advantage plan changed terms on you? What premiums are going up next year and how much? Should you switch your Part D prescription plan or drop it all together? Don't go it alone. Let Marley Financial steer you to a comprehensive solution that lets you access any hospital or doctor you want. A plan that focuses not just on cost, but quality. With lower deductibles and co-pays that are little to none. Why get stuck paying thousands in out-of-pocket expenses? Visit MarleyFG.com today. That's MarleyFG.com. Truth is timeless. At the Original Mattress Factory, our business philosophy is based on honesty and truth, and it never changes. Simply stated, we treat our customers the way we want to be treated ourselves. This means we treat people with respect, we educate rather than manipulate, and we offer genuine value and substantial savings, not simply by saying it, but by proving it with cutaways of our mattresses compared side-by-side with the mainstream brands. Stop by one of our store locations or visit us at OriginalMattress.com to see the OMF difference for yourself. Here at the Original Mattress Factory, we'd like to know, is it better to give or receive? 
One lucky winner in each of our markets will get to make that choice for themselves this Christmas. In the spirit of the season, we will be giving away a queen-size orthopedic luxury firm mattress set for each winner to either give to a loved one or receive for themselves. Visit any of our stores by December 18th to enter and for all official rules. No purchase is necessary to win, but eligibility restrictions do apply. May your holiday be merry and bright, and you always sleep tight. The John Steigerwall Show, AM 1250, The Answer. So uh, if you follow the NFL, uh, you know that uh, players will be listed uh, as, as it applies to injuries as probable, questionable, doubtful, or out. That's pretty much it. Uh, and, and teams are required to um, classify their players in one of those four classifications uh, just as an indicator of who's going to be available, who's going to play in the game. And I think part of it's for betters, believe it or not. But anyway, that's what they do. Well, I'm just. What if it would be um, <laughs> a probable, questionable, doubtful, or dead? Because like, like you've heard, you've heard of a guy being so and so has been upgraded from doubtful to questionable uh, because he's you know improved. They showed him to be a little bit uh, feeling better at practice. What if he was upgraded from dead to doubtful? Because that's what. I, there's a guy, a team in, in soccer, an Irish uh, in Ireland, a soccer team, uh, in a low-level uh, soccer team. They apologized uh, yesterday for faking the death of one of its players in an apparent attempt to avoid an upcoming game. Game looked a little bit tough. They didn't want to. I guess they. I don't know why they didn't want to forfeit. They they were trying to get it, make an excuse for not showing up. So they just decided. Uh, it's called the Ballybrack FC. Told officials uh, with the senior football, Leisner Senior Football League, that one of its players had died in a traffic accident Thursday night. Uh, the league subsequently postponed the game on Saturday, and they held a moment of silence for the player uh, at all of the other games over the weekend throughout the league. Then the league discovered that the player Fernando La Fuente, a Spanish player, was in fact alive. So he was upgraded from dead. <laughs> Maybe, I don't know if he was updated from dead to doubtful or questionable or what, but he was alive. And this guy, La Fuente, told uh, this uh, radio uh, organization, the public radio in Ireland, he said his full-time employer, a software company, had simply relocated him from Dublin to Galway, and that's why they said he was <laughs> dead. They, he, he wouldn't, I don't know, I don't know why they, they couldn't just say he wasn't available, but they said he was dead. So he says, I was aware there was going to be some story on me, but I thought it was going to be my me breaking a leg or something like that. I was home yesterday after my work finished. I was playing some video games. My colleagues started sending me all these news articles and mass media, and that's how I found out I was dead. <laughs> so, I, you know, uh, he's not dead, which is good. Uh, so Ballybrack, the team apologized on Facebook for what it described as a gross error of judgment. You think? Saying a guy was killed. So imagine the Steelers saying uh, Ben Roethlisberger was killed in a traffic accident uh, last night. He won't be making the game. And then, oh, we just made it up. We just hoping you would cancel the game because we weren't really ready to play. I don't think that will happen in the NFL, but it happened over there in Ireland. It's soccer. And so what are you going to do? Anyway, that's it for today. Thanks for listening. We'll be back here tomorrow on AM 1250, The Answer, John Steigerwald Show. Bye. The John Steigerwald Show is a production of AM 1250, The Answer, and Salem Media Group.